Yes, you know what time it is. It's another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from the Nasty Natty, Cincinnati, Ohio. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. A new beginning is here for Uday Nation. What's up, everybody? Oh, can I see the energy? Keith's on already. And there it is. Start. And end. Cleveland, Ohio. Give it up for International Ian Lamont Morgan. Hey, y'all, I'm going to do a cute impression, but I can't do it. Uh, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Proud of applause for me. Um, yeah, so, you guys, we have so many exciting things to talk about, the least of which is this wonderful football game they call the Super Bowl, and there was nothing super about it. Um, first of all, you guys' impressions, how disappointed in, are you in this year's Super Bowl? Honestly, um, we should have known something like this was going to happen because a lot of games that have been played earlier in the season, and we're thinking, oh, yeah, this is about to be a high-scoring, high-flying event. And it turned out they scored like 17 combined points or something like that. So this is not the first time. Um, I was I was a little, you know, disappointed, uh, especially by the Rams offense. Uh, it was just completely absent. Um, a team that their offense put them in this position um, and they just laid an egg. They were really, really bad. Uh, but some of that, of course, has to do with the greatness that is of Bill Belichick. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was not very fun, but you know, here's the thing. Someone's going to be upset. Like when you have a a game like 42 to 39, you got guys who play defense that are like, this is just awful. There's no defense, blah, blah, blah. Then on the flip side, you're going to have guys who, you know, are, you know, like, gosh, this game was boring because there was no offense scored. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, some people won't be happy. I talked to some guys who play football in my, at my job today, and they were like, yeah, you know, it was a defensive struggle. And I like watching those type of games. Um, so, you know, um, of course, we would love to see more scoring, in my opinion. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the commercials weren't very great. There was one great one, and I didn't even watch the halftime show. So that's all I got. Uh, yeah. So, goodness gracious, where do I start? Um, it's interesting. I, I really don't mind a low-scoring football game. I don't mind a game that's a slow grind. I don't mind a defensive battle. Slow grind. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, shout out to the Brinks truck himself. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't mind. You know, so many different things um, that a lot of people had an issue with regarding this game. I just mind that the Saints were not playing the Patriots. Okay, oh, um, here we go. No, that's it. That's all there is. There's nothing else. <laughs> I knew. I knew that Sunshine and the Bandits. They were. They were gonna get handled. They were gonna get outclassed, and that's the best way to describe it. They got completely outclassed. Um, 
I would say in every phase of the game, but Gostowski did miss a kick, which I was surprised because um, at this point I thought he was a cyborg. But yeah, man, it's it's um it it the game itself was was fine the way it played out. I know that the world loves offense. The NFL mm-hmm. has has leaned in the offensive direction, but this was um I mean the Rams defense played a heck of a game as well. Um, but the game itself was an old school slugfest. I love the defensive aspect, but um, I'll tell you what, if justice had been served and Drew Brees and the Saints are in the Super Bowl, they are not getting held to three points. Not in this game, not at this juncture, not with that offense. And I think I, I, I sent it out yesterday on social media. It still stands true. The world deserved Brees versus Brady. So... The game itself, I mean, it was fine the way it played out to me. I didn't have an issue with the elements, just with the matchup. Look, y'all, y'all know I have been boycotting the NFL all season, and this game did not encourage me to want to come back ever again. I was like, (laughs) this is, I was like, this is what y'all, y'all been watching? I felt like Killmonger, this is your king? (laughs) These are your kings right here? Yeah. Um, It was just a slugfest to watch. Um, I, I literally, I had, I would rather have not watched the game. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that. So what are you guys impressions of the actual play on the field? What, what were, what do you guys think, think were the keys to the Patriots pulling out this win? It's funny, man. I, I would want to say Julian Edelman, um, but Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and I think it's it's nice that he won MVP. He definitely had the best statistical game. But what did he actually do for the actual uh, uh, outcome of the game? True enough, you know, he ran rampant and everything, but that amounted to three points pretty much. I mean, you know, he had a couple catches on that drive where they ended up scoring a touchdown, but predominantly you got Gronk. But, uh, okay, I'm being naive. I just didn't want to give Edelman his due. The fact that he was running <laughs> crazy like he was is what opened up uh, the field the way it did. Him and Rex Burkhead, they switched some things up, and then they put Gronk up, up the seam, which got them that, that perfect pass by Brady uh, down to the two. So, yeah, that was that was cool. Um, but I, I think we said it. Uh, the Rams didn't get the run game going, and Jared Goff is not about that life. He has not been um, – he has not shown any type of – I mean, again, the, the, the comparisons to him and Carson Wentz, uh, the reason that they were so critical is because Jared Goff had not shown the ability to step up in the pocket and and spray the, spray the field, spread the ball around and, and get it done in that way. Uh, they had to have gadgets. They had to have gimmicks. They had to have uh, Gurley coming out the backfield doing doing what he does. They had to have – uh, those three receivers that that they could get creative with those routes and Sean McVay doing crazy stuff and um, when the Patriots hey when they took the run game out of the equation and left it all up to golf uh, it was it was as expected. Fellas, the reason why the Patriots won this game is because Bill Belichick is a master of putting together a plan to take away someone's identity. You ever want to beat someone? Watch how Bill Belichick takes away your identity as a team. It is it is, he demoralizes you. Um, they had pressure on golf all night. They they hit him. I mean, they sacked him four times. 
um, held them to 19 of 38 passing. Um, I mean, for, listen, their punter punted the ball for 417 yards on nine punts. Mm. Nine punts. So didn't he break a Super Bowl record? Probably too? so. I wouldn't. He, his long was 65, <laughs> so I wouldn't be shocked. Um, yeah, I think that's a Super Bowl. So record. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just it was so bad um, for the for the Rams. Honestly, they had no identity, and on top of that. Um, they, there are some guys who did a video. I, I think some, some of you guys would be interested to watch that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that, uh, the Patriots defensive scheme matched the Chicago bears of uh, this season about 92% of the time. So they took away the play action pass that makes the Rams so dangerous, um, and they just they schemed extremely well. And then on top of that, they lost Patrick Chung in the second half, and they still yeah. and they still were able to you know um, take care of business. So uh, I really give yeah. I give a shout out to both defenses honestly because the Rams had some critical stops. They stopped Brady on fourth and one. They had an interception. If you if you would have told me before this game that the Rams will hold the Patriots to thirteen points, I would say that's a, a recipe for victory for the Rams. Uh, it's just when their offense is was stagnant and non-existing as they were. Um, and poor Brandon Cooks, he had eight eight catches for 120 yards, um, but also had a drop touchdown. So uh, yeah, um, it was just overall a bad game, and, and something's <laughs> clearly going on with Ty Gurley. I mean, I mean, good lord, I just I don't know, I don't know, guys. He couldn't have been healthy. I, no, he just no way healthy. he's healthy. I mean, if he's healthy and he's putting up that type of performance and you're giving him the ball only 10 times, then there's clearly something wrong, even though McVay said he was outcoached. So, you know, I, I just, again, tip my hat to, to New England and their defense, uh, because at the end of the day, Brady was not spectacular, but he didn't have to be because their defense wasn't giving up anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he had a QBR rating of like 25.8. Um, so it wasn't spectacular by any means. Didn't throw a touchdown. But when it counted, New England made just enough plays to get the job done, like we thought they would. Can I, uh, can I just insert? Chris Carter made a great point earlier today. Uh, I was watching. And um, can we give some love to the real defensive mastermind behind this game, um, Brian Flores, yeah. who is now, oddly enough, <laughs> the coach of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but... That was, I mean, you've heard words, master class, clinic, you know, um, um, schooled, all of those things. <laughs> Honestly, from the Rams, uh, uh, just looking at some stuff, them coming up quickly uh, out of the huddle and not allowing, um, I'm sorry, the Patriots coming up uh, on defense, you know, uh, last second, not allowing the Rams to assess what was going on to make too many adjustments. Just, just there was a lot of different things um, and ways that they went about doing things that were, that were brilliant. So I want to shout out Brian Flores. Yeah, I, uh, man. So obviously that last turnover from the Rams was huge. Um, They were driving, looking like they were going to get in position and um, that turnover just killed it. And then there was a drive. I can't, I'm, I'm I've been trying to find out when exactly it happened, but, um, but C.J. Anderson had a run, looked like he was getting ready to get a first down, and he fumbled it, yep. and it ended up going Went back three yards. Yeah, late third um, quarter, and that was another drive. 
where I felt like they were getting some momentum going and they were about to get a first down and really get, you know, start to get into their offense. And that just ruined the whole rhythm. They ended up not being able to get the first down and had to punt that drive. But little things like that, every time Los Angeles would get into a rhythm and, and kind of look like, okay, maybe they're going to put something together, they would shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just, you know, I would I would have loved to have seen this team at full strength. You know, Todd Gurley early in the season was a monster. Cooper Cup was really oh, big for them man. early in the season. Gosh, if they had him. Um, I mean, I would have loved to have seen this team at full strength coming into this game. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple. There was a couple instances where golf, you know, made some plays or tried to make some plays down the field, and the receivers didn't come up with a catch. Yeah. Um, there was one where um, where Reynolds was coming down. It would have been a tough catch, but he got both hands on it. Uh, but the DB lost it. You know, Brandon Cook lost that catch in the yes, end zone. There's another catch earlier where he could have had the first down, but it just slipped right through his through his hands. Yeah. Um, and those things in a game like that, those are the things that you have to capitalize on. Um, and one of the big things I know that we talked about was the pass rush. And early on, it looked like they were really going to be able to get pressure on Brady. They got a sack early. But pretty much after that, uh, the Patriots made the adjustment, and they were not getting pressure on Brady at all. Um, where on the other end, Goff got sacked four times in the game. Um, you know, it's you yeah. know it, it kind of played out how we thought it would. You know, they didn't get the running game. They didn't get the pass rush. And the Patriots were able to do just enough to win the game. And that was the offensive line of the league from the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And uh, Jared Goff was running for his life. Um, no, Malcolm, back, back to something you said, just those mistakes that teams make that the Patriots just do not. Um, there was that pass. Yeah. Now, I think it was Cooks or maybe Woods in the back of the end zone right next to yes, the. Uh, it was it was it was Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's two for yeah. for for Cooks uh, that that pass, you know. Uh, the one right before the interception, he he. I mean, I understand, you know that. Uh, now the one, the one where he's standing in the back of the end zone, that's Jared Goff. That that's on him. He he floats that pass when you can't afford yeah. to, um, and gives gives the defender time to come over. But uh, Cooks beats Gilmore. Um, great pass by Goff. You know, Cooks drops it, and I remember they're lining up, and I'm like, you know what? This game has been a slugfest. The Rams have finally got some got some momentum. They're moving the ball downfield. They had a guy beat. I said, you know what? They're gonna do it again. They're gonna run that play again. And I said, please, Lord, don't run that play again. Don't do it again. <laughs> and sure enough, now Gilmore. I mean, shout out to him because that's that's the sign of a great defender. It's not. It's not that you never get beat. Yeah. Is that you can't beat me twice? Yep. Especially not doing the same thing. Made the adjustment. Um, you could even even see in the way that uh, you know just just that ah the way that he was applying pressure in the hands how he was he was uh, yeah he the way he stayed on the inside on that second throw came up with that big pick but yeah man um I, uh, what is there to say like he said we knew this was coming we knew it was gonna happen uh, but the way it happened was I gotta admit it was impressive. Yep, good old Tom Brady. He's the goat. There's no, there is no um, debate in my book. He is just ridiculous. So, <clears throat> so for you guys, does this game change the legacy of Tom Brady and the Patriots in any way, or do you think their their legacy is pretty much cemented at this point? I'm, it's cemented. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't lose the game, and he, you know. 
he's not the he's not the guy he used to be, but he didn't lose the game, and he put his team in the best position to demoralize the other team when it mattered the most, like Keith was talking about. So the timeliness, uh, the fact that you know he did make some some pretty great throws in that drive that led to the touchdown, um, and the fact that he is the leader of that team. I think that's the thing that can't be understated is that even if he doesn't play great, it's Tom Brady that that cycle Tom. It's Tom it's Tom Brady that goes out there and inspires those guys. It's Tom Brady who walks in a room and demands immediate respect because of what it is that he's already done. And those guys believe in it. You look at Josh Gordon's reaction even on social media, you know, and you could tell he eats up all every word Tom Brady has to say. I think his post was verbatim, big and shiny, just like you said. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, nah, no, no, no tainted legacy for me. That man's the greatest of all time. Uh, yep, I completely agree. Not tainted at all. Um, and the thing is, the crazy thing about about it, like it, people always talk about how. You know, not for Belichick, there is no Brady. And, and, and okay, I give them the fact that the New England Patriots have a great, great system and a great head coach. But at the end of the day, you can literally plug in any receiver in that system, and Tom Brady will find a way to – you Except for Chad Johnson. Uh, well, except for Chad Johnson, yes. However, like, could you guys imagine <laughs> if Josh Gordon played in this game? Like, I mean, of course mm. you talk about Cooper Cup on one end, but if you have jo- a, a, a healthy Josh Gordon – um, I mean, even in those few games that we've seen those two p- play together, Brady's able to find him. So it's just Brady's just great, and he's clutch at the you know at the end of the day as well. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like everyone knows, if you give Brady a minute, even thirty seconds, and he just needs a field goal, you better hold your breath because you know Brady's probably going to get the job done. Um, so yeah. you know, it just is what it is. It's a great duo of of him and Belichick. And I applaud their greatness. Uh, of course, it sucks. Yo. It sucks that there's a deflate gate asterisk uh, by Tom Brady's name, but it is and Spygate and Spygate. Yeah, touche, <laughs> right? Right? Gosh, Lee. Yo, but you know what? I mean, I think in addition to them, let's look at the organization. Mm. Have we ever seen this type of solidarity and and oneness? in an organization as a whole, the owner is the owner. Unless he's turning up with Meek Mill and Cardi B, he's not really trying to stay in front of the cameras or anything. Yeah, but he's also saying you know, he's, he's not with tra- Donald Trump. Mm. Well, there's that. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> pol- <laughs> political affiliations aside, how he runs his football team um, and how he delegates and how he leads people to be, um, um, you know, he leads the coach to be the coach. He leads the players to be the players, but um, you know, and even even though they said Brady and Belichick had a rift, I, I just I kind of have to marvel at the structure that allows nine Super Bowls in twenty years or appearances and six out of nine victories. Like that's that's crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've been reluctant to say that Tom Brady's the GOAT, but he's been the GOAT for at least a couple years now. Yeah. Um, now, the one pushback I will give on the GOAT argument is the same thing we do in the NBA. Jordan never lost in the finals. Never lost. Tom Brady has lost three times in the Super Bowl. Yep. Joe Montana's undefeated in the Super Bowl. Perfect 4-0. So, do with that 
what you yep. will. Um, but you got to take that to account as well. But yeah, I mean, this is an all-time franchise, all-time player. And I really don't want to talk about the. Baby. And honestly, Malcolm, the crazy <laughs> thing about it to me though is that when you look at um, the the two games that the um, Patriots lost to the Giants, like there were two huge drops in both of those games that could have easily yeah. swung it another way. Like Brady played mm-hmm. pretty well in both of those games, and uh, I'll never forget the sec the rematch. Wes Welker drops a wide open first down that would have secured the game, wide open. Mm. Um, so you know you yeah. feel you feel bad for Brady in, in some of those moments, but in the day you're right that that whole argument about you know how many did you win, how many did you lose, same argument with LeBron James, he lost so many finals, you know it just you know mm-hmm. you have to take into to the fact. Well, if you look at the flip side, there's a couple that could have gone the other way. If you go to two years ago against Atlanta. They should have lost that yeah, game. Well, yeah, yeah, but Atlanta, I don't feel they, bad for Atlanta, man. They just they choked that game well, away. Good <laughs> lord! And then, and then there was the uh, the. No, I'm thinking about a different game. I'm thinking of that was Rams Titans, wasn't it? Yeah, probably so. At the one yeah, yard line, Rams Titans, my friend. Um, there, there was there's that one year Vinatieri hit the game winning field goal. That's one that could have gone the oh, other yeah, way. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so they've had they've had it both ways. That that six and three record could be. You know, yeah, five yeah, and four. It's four crazy. And five. Yeah, for sure. It, it took it took a it took a David Tyree. It took a yeah. uh, a Philly Philly. Like it's, it's taking some extremes to beat them in these games. But you know, like you said, it it, it has not been decided. I think, well, what was the stat that was floating around that they've never it's never they've never played in the Super Bowl has been decided by what is it like less or more than six one score yes yeah something like that that. so they've all been close but annoyingly uh, they always (laughs) they 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 come out with they just win man all these shenanigans and and all this other stuff about you know we want young coaches and we want to we want somebody who's going to innovate and change the game and everything and it's like you got this team over here that is steady Steady, steady, and they just win. So All I, do I don't is win, know, man. Win, win, no matter what. Hey, there it is. That's their motto. There it is. We didn't pay for that. No, we didn't. That's right. Don't don't charge us. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and switch to looking at the off season. What are some of the off season headlines that you guys are looking forward to um, in this upcoming off season? Well, I think it's going to be what what will the Rams be able to afford. Are they going to be able to afford to keep this full group together uh, and bring in anybody? You know, like I, I'm, I'm real interested. I mean, because you have a CJ Anderson that you know was very beneficial this season, but what is he going to do next season? Um, you know, are they going to try to trade him and all? You know, who knows? Uh, but I think I'm keeping an eye on that. I'm keeping an eye on Nick Foles and what the Eagles do with him. Uh, they're talking about franchise tagging him so that they could be able to. Uh, excuse me. So they could be able to, um, you know, trade him away. Uh, so I'd be interested to see where he would go and begin to play. Um, and of course, my Bengals. Uh, what will Zach Taylor, who you know really helped bring forth a great offensive scheme with the Rams, even though it was non-existing yesterday. What what will they? You know, what will he bring to this 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 team that so desperately needs consistency on its offense? So, uh, so yeah, those are the things I'm keep. I'm gonna be keeping an eye on. 
Yeah, oddly enough, man, I kind of just mentioned it. I, I am looking forward to um, the little bit of petty that it looks like the Patriots were dishing out to uh, to Mr. Flores. I think they called him something like the defensive play caller. Like they wouldn't refer to him by name and stuff like that. So <laughs> Dolphins-Patriots games should be interesting. But sorry, stop giving Bill Belichick credit for that. That was that, was that man Flores' uh, brilliance on display. But anyway, uh, Nick Foles, yes. I am curious to see, oddly enough, Keith, I was thinking about him in Cincinnati and how that whole thing would go. Um, no. That's kind of that's kind of something I just want to see happen. Okay, Keith does not want the Super Bowl winning uh, uh, Nick Foles. I know, I, know, I didn't say I didn't want him. I just said that we ain't going to bring him in. That's all I'm saying. It's a new day in Cincinnati. Wow, well, got big, a lot of money in Andy Dalton. Big fish, big fish. Um, I don't know. Uh, other things that I'm looking forward to. Um, looking forward to the recovery of Cooper Cup. I want to see if uh, if this is a legit uh, Rams team that that can sustain the success. Um, I'm looking for how the Chiefs address replacing Kareem Hunt. Um, and also, if they do some, if they make some moves to beef up their defense, um, if they, you know, and of course, there's the uh, the future of Breeze, Gronkowski, a um, couple other big names around the league. Just want to uh, get a get a beat on who's calling it quits, man. So it should it should be an interesting off season. I don't know if I'm as excited for movement as I am uh, just for teams to to you know uh, show some continuity. Uh, um, keep growing. For some reason, Tampa Bay is really intriguing to me uh, to see why. to see what's going to happen because they're so doggone talented. They have so much talent on that roster. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not they can pull something together because I think that this is the last year of the Jameis window. Mm. I thought last year was the last year. Well, I don't know. He was starting at the end of the year, and I thought, yeah. you know, they 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 benched Fitz Magic and put him back in. Um, and needless to say, my Browns, uh, Super Bowl, Super Browns. You know what we should do? We'll have Matt do this next episode. Look at our predictions and see how we did for our, our season predictions um, from our season preview episode. Mm. We should go back. Well, and see how we did. I, did any of us say that the Patriots will win? No. Nope. Wow. Not 100% sure none of us said that. <laughs> but I was going to say the, uh, the headlines I'm looking at is I want to see. Um, what's going to happen with the Steelers? I think the Steelers are going to look very different next year than they did this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, free agency, Antonio Brown will be available. Um, and they seem like they're they're ready to part ways. Um, that's going to be a big shift there in the AFC yes, North. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. Um, I want to see if the Colts can put some talent around Andrew Luck, who had a, a good comeback here this yep. year. Um, and I would also like to see the Texans try to get some playmakers for Deshaun Watson. Yes. Um, if they can get some good, you know, a couple more guys on the outside that can help, um, I think that team is is good enough both offensively and defensively to be in the Super Bowl. Um, and then, you know, selfishly, I want to see if my 49ers can get a Le'Veon Bill or an Antonio Brown to help take our team to the next level so I can be on this podcast talking about 49ers are back, baby! <laughs> What's the um, word on Jimmy G? Uh, he's already throwing, so oh, cool. Yeah, he should be. He should be healthy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Him to be back. You said you want the Texans to have more. You want more than Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Cootie, and Cootie, and wait, Demarius Thomas was he a rental? Yeah, I th- he probably yeah, was. I'm not. Sh- 
Yeah, I don't know if he's a free agent this year or not, but yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were they had the injury issues this year. I mean, they lost Fuller, then they lost Thomas after they picked him up. Yep. So they 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 need a couple other guys. Yes. But but, but that, that that and then them healthy would be scary. All of them healthy, QT, yeah. you know, I you know, I don't think they'll be able to keep him, but uh Demarius Thomas, Will Fuller, and DeAndre Hopkins, that's the best receiving core in the in the league. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that'd be that'd be deep. Yeah, man. What do you guys think happens with uh how, what do you expect from Aaron Rodgers next year? Who knows what, what their new head coach is gonna do. If he's healthy, he's I mean it's, it's, it's all about for me this next year they've gotta put they've gotta invest in some some more some players for him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and find a way to freaking involve Jimmy him. Graham, who's one, who could be one of the best tight ends, and you barely use him. Well, I I'm starting to wonder if this is a if this is a scheme thing or this is a Jimmy G thing because he wasn't all that great in Seattle nope. either or wherever he was last. Nope. Um. So maybe he's past his prime. Maybe he's just not as good as we as he was. Um. Because he's kind of disappeared the last three or four. Very years. much so. Very much so. Drew Brees will make you look special. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Hey, real quick. By the way, Malcolm, do you remember this was a few weeks ago? So I don't know if you would, but. Wildcard weekend, it, there was Philly against Chicago. I'm sure you chose the Eagles. I think you were the only one that chose the Eagles. Do, yeah, I, yeah, I was the only one that chose the that's Eagles. That's what I thought. All right, well, I do have some 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 records for our playoff. Uh, oh, let's do it. You know. Oh shoot! So there were eleven games. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eleven games. Out of eleven, I got only four correct. Ian got six correct, and the non-NFL watching guy still got seven out of eleven correct. So come on, it's ridiculous. I I feel ashamed that Malcolm, without even watching the NFL out predicted me it's ridiculous uh but i had too much faith in indianapolis i mean not indianapolis in uh in the eagles i had too much faith uh in in the doggone chargers and it bit me in the butt so it's all good though i like to thank god who was truly bad in my life um, <laughs> you see here it is you know the only reason i've i've been able to succeed at this level is just by the grace of god you know um, you know, Colin Kaepernick, shout out to yes, him for you know, all he's doing, Dad. you know, and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm the greatest. You know? Oh my Thank goodness. You. Shout out to Malcolm with the foresight to pick the referees to beat the Saints. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh boy. First of all, y'all can be upset all you want. Sean Payton, let it go. It's over. You, you can't redo it. Move on. Get ready for next year. No more crying about it. Um, all right. Before we switch to the NBA, real quick, any surprises in the NFL awards that, uh, this year? Patrick Mahomes was the MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Saquon Barkley, Offensive Rookie. Darius Leonard, Defensive Rookie. Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. Matt Nagy, Coach of the, v- of the Year. And Andrew Luck, Comeback Player of the Year. Any surprises nope. there? I honestly would have rather had McVeigh or Andy Reid as coach of the year. Nope. 
I think I think they were brilliant. Yeah, but uh, you got in a lot of ways. But, but the fir- his but I'm, first his first season cool. for I'm the cool Bears, Nagy, and he takes them to that type of record. First season. It's yeah, it's nice. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Again, it's 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 really great. I mean, having Khalil <laughs> Mack drop in your lap kind of doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt either. Yeah, but it's from, all good from the finesse guy himself. <laughs> yeah, but um, Saquon Barkley had a great year. He was not the offensive rookie of the year. We all know um, that Baker Baker should shouts have won to, to the Bake no, to the Bake Show not, to the Bake Show. This. Homer, we're not doing listen. This. Broke the rookie record. Is that correct? Listen for touchdowns. Did he do it in thirteen games? Listen, and that's my point. Yes. That's my yeah, point, yeah, Ian. Yeah, I was that, saying from the beginning of the season, you start this man from week one. He would have been rookie of the year, no doubt. Yeah. Did did, did he lead Saquon, did, did did he lead the Cleveland Browns to a seven eight and one record? Even though, uh, yeah, nah, that <laughs> that is it. because New York. Meanwhile, what were they doing? Oh, they were just they were they were rubbing their hands together, basking basking in the this. warmth of the dumpster fire this. that is the we're New York this. Giants. Baker hey, got Baker got we're shammed. Not, we're not doing this. No, Saquon Barkley deserved to be. I'm not. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm saying all I'm saying is is that I wish Baker played all all 16 or 17 games so that way he would have won the award because if he would have, he would definitely have won. No, 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 Keith. You you hear Malcolm and and everybody talking. Apparently, seven or eight more touchdowns wouldn't have done anything. Well, I can Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. No, you know, just, no, because we, Cleveland we just, probably would have got for... a wild card spot because they probably wouldn't have lost some oh. of the games that they lost. Just saying. So, so the fact that they were in contention doesn't quite do it. They would have had to actually do it for him to get record for the leader of the football team, no. the quarterback, to get recognized. No, listen, no, no. Keith, I'm sarcastically agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, I'll, hey, he, he, he definitely. No one cares about record when it comes to rookie of the year. That's not a thing for rookie of the year. Well, except for when you are the captain of the ship. Oh, please. Who completely changes the dynamic and the energy of the football team, Malcolm? Come Malcolm, on. I can't believe you being right. a, such a boomer sooner that you're not saying Baker would, you know, should have gotten it. It is just, I'm, it's I'm just to spite Cleveland. I am boomer sooner all day, and I will ride for the fact that uh, a sooner w- uh, was a top rookie this year. But Saquon Barkley, a should have been the top pick for the Browns. Just saying, I agree. Also, I agree. <laughs> they could have they could have had them both. Yeah, uh, and he <laughs> broke he he broke the rookie rushing. Didn't he? Didn't Saquon break the rookie re- rushing record? Have over two thousand yards total offense on that dumpster fire of a team led by a dumpster fire of a quarterback. How Come hard on. is it to score 50 on the Cavs right now? If you play for the Cavs right now. Not hard. Who's, who's scoring 50? I'm saying how hard would it be if you are as talented as... But who's, doing, as, who did, as who's the last person if, that did it? If you were as talented as a, Mo Williams. Who Who's the last person that did it? Mo Williams. Has scored. He scored fifty a couple years ago on the Cavs. Listen, my point is this: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not hard. It's not hard to shine when everybody else is crappy. Show sure is hard when y'all suck. But when you got Nick Chubb, who's eating up yards, when you got Duke Johnson, when you got—I mean, you, we got playmakers over here. But you know, it's all good. Listen, I'm not mad at Saquon. 
It sounds like you're mad at Saquon. No, 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 no. 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 He definitely deserved that number two spot. <laughs> I just have, <laughs> I just have the perspective to know. But uh, yeah, it's shout out good. to Saquon, the true rookie of the year. Okay, oh. because the award has his name. Oh, on it. yeah. Okay, just like uh, never. No, no, Browns. You could have had. You could have had both of these guys. Is the more, should be the moral story. Yeah, I agree with you, Malcolm. You I agree with both. you there for sure. But y'all wanted to be cute. Y'all could have had both. Y'all think that we could have had both. Somebody y'all could have had both. They other teams had their eyes on Baker. No, they Stop did it. not. Yes, no, they, they did, and they've talked about it since then. Stop it. The Jets have talked about, about it since then. They talk about it now because they see how good he right. is. Nobody wanted – listen, did you see Sam Darnold's hair? Nobody wanted that man. The Jets took was, him out of necessity, and then he got schooled by Baker when they showed – Yeah, we're, it's, it's fine. All right. We're going to switch gears and get off of this. We Who are you going to listen to? Somebody who picked seven correct playoff games without watching any? Oh, my Or somebody goodness. who picked six? That's all I'm saying, guys. So let's go ahead and, and somebody move on who to participated the in the GoFundMe for the referees that <laughs> sham the Saints. <laughs> oh man! I will not confirm or deny any of that. Afraid. Check All the right, tax returns. So switch to the NBA. The NBA trade trade deadline is fastly approaching. Thursday Woo! of this week, um, but there's already been one big deal. Chris stops Porzingis was traded for the New York Knicks with Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee um, to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, and two future first-round picks. I don't know about you, but as a Knicks fan, this was very painful. Um, my, my heart still hurts <laughs> that KP is gone. Um, there seemed to be some uh, misdirection and some leaking of information to make certain parties look bad. Um, but in Dallas, this creates a one-two punch that down the road could be very, very scary. Luca, but how do you guys feel about this trade for both sides? Listen, I will keep mine short and sweet. The Knicks have to know something. They have, to, or or this yeah. was a step of faith. Uh, you know, I'm 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 stepping out, Lord. I'm trusting you. I'm believing the words that they have been saying to me. You know, Durant and Kyrie or something. They believe something. For them to have gotten rid of him and and they get that yeah. back, um, they got to believe. You know, and I don't know if any of those contracts are expiring or anything like that. But they got to believe that they're getting you know two max guys. Uh, you know, yeah. so that's the only thing that I can take away from because if not. This makes absolutely zero sense. So let let it come out that they literally had no plan and they just let this go. That may go down as one of the worst moves ever outside of Cleveland taking Anthony Bennett number one uh, uh, and a few other you know few other things. So wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Can we talk, can we talk about the Andrew Bynum disaster oh, too? Oh yeah. Good Yikes. lord. Yikes. Um, That's all I got. Keith went out of his way to slight Cleveland right no, there. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just saying that was it was it, that would be just as bad. N- no, 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 no. I can never disagree with you. This is the worst draft pick <laughs> in the history of the NBA. Um <laughs> No, it's yeah, like like you said, the, I, the Knicks, I would like to protest that a little bit. I still remember when the Knicks took Ronaldo Balkman in the first round and everybody was looking nuts. True. Yeah, but his that wasn't position number one. Was, was awful. 
No, but it was a first round pick for a guy no one was even had on their boards in the first round. <laughs> at least I think he at least had what a four or five year career. Yes, if that. <laughs> and Anthony Bennett is lighting it up in the G League. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Scraping and back. trying to get back. He's he will not be back. <laughs> he he cannot be back. Um, I want I want to be on this podcast talking about Anthony Bennett. We back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's Lord. going to the Warriors. Um, <laughs> yo, Lakers might uh, need him if they make this trade. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Lakers with the help wanted posters. Um, <laughs> yo, so yeah, no, I think it's 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 kind of unfair because the people people want the especially Knicks fans they want the Knicks to be great, but they don't want them to gamble anything ever. Now mm-hmm. KP is literally nicknamed the unicorn. Like there's we we had not seen anything quite like this guy, but the closest we we got was his now teammate <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> and so um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, is it a big gamble? Absolutely, but for a guy who seems pretty brittle and that is still in recovery from an ACL injury, now understand ACLs are not all created equal, but. You're talking about a seven-footer, first off. Um, and we know that knees and seven-footers, are oil, they oil and water. Um, hmm. But secondly, you're talking about a guy who, now nah, a lot of these ACL injuries are taking, what, nine to 12 months to come back from? Hmm. Um, and Chris Stapps, I believe he tore his ACL, was it December? Uh, November, December, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Of, of 2018. It's February, and he does not expect to be back this season. So, you know, you could just say it was a bad tear. You know, I'm not I'm not downing him, but I'm saying when you start to look at the context of the gamble and knowing that the Knicks got all the cap relief that they did, also they got didn't they get some picks? I I'm trying they got to remember. Two, first, two future picks. Two future first rounders that may or may not be great depending on how Dallas is. I'm not sure of the um uh, the provisions or whether or not they're protected, but again, uh, you if you if you want to be great, you got to gamble. Philly wanted to be great, so they gambled tanking. <laughs> they had to trust the process. These other teams, they they want to be great, so they gambled. The Lakers want to be great, so they're offering their entire team, staff, and their clerical unit for for a player who's on the market. So. Uh, Knicks fans, I don't think you should be so hard on ownership. It is a gamble, and if it does not work and they don't land two free agents, yeah, they're going to be talking about them forever. But I think it was a necessary move. They're not going to make the playoffs with the roster that they had. They cannot build around Chris Stops because they, I don't know, they're just too incompetent to. I'm not sure what exactly is happening. But, uh, yeah, the playoffs weren't in the near future. So move the asset, get some value back. This this better work. That's all I got to say. They better know something. I want I want Kyrie and Jesus, <laughs> Kevin Durant, and the Holy Spirit on this roster next year because oh, I do man. not want to watch Zion and a bunch of G League players. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be really upset. I mean, Kristaps is who you a, a player a player like Kristaps is is what you draft for, and they. Happened to just have this fall into their lap during the Phil Jackson era. Yeah. Um, it's in the one thing he did right. The one thing he did right. Um, and so they they better know something. 
Amen. They better. They better. <laughs> they better know something, cause I. I will. I don't know what I'm gonna. You do gonna boycott the NBA this, too? This goes right. Nope. But I'm a. I don't know. I can't say what I was gonna do. I don't want the government <laughs> listening to this. But it, look, me and Charles Oakley go go to the garden. That's all I'm gonna say. Me and so, Charles Oakley go sit right next to James Dolan and have a nice little conversation. Who would suffice? Like, does I just it have told to, you, Jesus and <laughs> Kevin Durant. That's it. Does it have to be top tier KD, yes. Kyrie, or Clay I don't, I don't want Chris. Med- I don't want Chris Middleton and and T- Tobias Harris. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want it. I I don't want uh, Brooke Lopez and. <laughs> And Kemba Walker, like no, I. <laughs> wow, not even Kemba. <laughs> I take Kemba in. I, I love Kemba, so this is not fair. But I would take Kemba and KD. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 definitely a, a B level, you know, free agent. But you're saying well, at least one has to be top tier for this. To yes, and they better get the number one pick and use it on Zion. Yeah, I can't like, argue I, with that. This needs to be the the turnaround of all turnarounds. Because Dennis Smith Jr., y'all could have just drafted Dennis Smith Jr. two years ago. But Phil Jackson wanted Frankie Nicotine, who sucks. <laughs> oh, I love it. Knicks fans. Happy I was hurt times. when I saw Happy that. I, I was hoping it was fake. I was hoping it was fake. Great but move anyway, for Dallas, though, if Chris Dallas can come back and well, be they, true uh, to form. He said the plan was for him not to play this year at all anyway. Right, um, right. No, I just mean, right. And that's the thing. So, what, he's got one year, next year? Um, before he's, he's a free restricted. agent? He's a restricted free agent this summer. That's what, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, he could sign a qualifying offer and play on that and then be unrestricted the year after that. But um, it sounds like they're going to try to get him a long-term deal. This, yeah, this offseason. Mark Cuban trying to work his magic. Look, if he's healthy, him and Luca, I would move. To, I would move to Dallas to be a part of that. It's incredible. That's going to be a nice team. Yep. Let's see, Mavericks are back, baby. Mavericks, <laughs> we back. We back, baby. So we had this big trade. And we had talked about this. There's going to be some deal that we were not looking at that was going to happen. Well, here's one of them. But what deals are you predicting happen between now and Thursday? I predicted the Rodney Hood move to um, to Port. No, I didn't. Um, I was going to say to who? Who'd you tell them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting more Cavs moves. I know that's not. That's not breaking. That's not going to make any headlines. Um, but I, I am curious. Smith to the Lakers. I am curious. I, I'm definitely curious to see what they do with Jr. He has been, he's been just sitting at home, um, you know, for for months now. Uh, so him, Tristan Thompson. I mean, honestly, everybody can go. Kevin Love um, should be a major player. I'm not hearing his name at all in these trades. He's still hurt. <laughs> And these trade rumors. He, he's on the men, though. I think he probably could play. Um, Kevin Love is on a yacht somewhere. But, um, 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm curious definitely to see what direction that the Cavs are moving in. If they have an idea, if they have a clue, we'll be able to tell by the end of this trade deadline. Um, of course, there's, you know, uh, the, the big, big trades that we're looking at, but also Portland. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see Portland and Oklahoma City uh, key in. Uh, OKC, not so much, um, I think. But here's, uh, yeah, Portland, definitely. I want to see if they make an addition, even if it's adding mellow, even if it's, you know, on the buyout, on, on the on the uh, the waiver market. You know, just so many different ways they can do something. But OKC, I feel like this is their moment. Because mm. if they feel like they're good enough to stand pat, then they're foolish because mm. they're not. They they need a little more punch. They are they are on the cusp of having something special because kind of like the Rams versus uh, 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 the Patriots. The Rams are just new, high, high energy, so on and so forth, everything like that. And that's a lot of these offenses in the NBA right now. But. If the if the OKC Thunder, who are tops in defensive efficiency and so many other things, if they can make a move to solidify their weak areas, I think that puts them over the top. So I'm, I'm looking to see if they do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ian, thank you. Um, thank you, sir. I, I honestly am just curious to see, you know, what and if L.A. will be able to do. I mean – I don't know how many players I've heard so many different conflicting stories about who they actually offered. Um, so, I mean, will he be a Laker by was it Thursday? Um, mm-hmm. I have no freaking idea, uh, but I want to see if Kimball Walker may slide in anywhere. Um, I doubt it, but I mean, that's just a name. And then Mike Conley, because uh, I know there were some there mm-hmm. were some people talking about him and where he would fit. I'm I'm just trying to think of a team that he could fit in. I don't think LA should should take a risk on a guy like Mike Conley. Um, Utah wants him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Utah and Detroit has been mentioned too. Yeah, Detroit would be good. Yeah, I mean Blake Griffin don't even want to be there. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. No one does. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, those are only, only things I'm – those are the only thing, names that, you know, outside of Anthony Davis that I'm, you know, curious to see or that I think could be on the move. Yeah. You know, there there seems to be some momentum happening between the Lakers and the, and the Pelicans. Um, you know, the plan from Rich Paul and his team may be working that just kind of push all the other teams out of the running and force the, the – the uh, Pelicans to deal with the Lakers. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel more and more like that deal could happen. Um, you know, Mike Conley, I think, is definitely going to be gone. I would love to see him in Utah. Him and Donovan Mitchell will be a great one-two punch in Utah. Um, and, and Rubio's still really there, too, right? Uh, he would probably have to be a part mm-hmm. of that trade in order to make that work. Yeah. <clears throat> see how quickly um, that turned? Rubio was just the toast of the town. Yeah, that was, well, for the playoffs last year when Russell Westbrook was decided he was just going to shut down Ricky Rubio. (laughs) He was going to make it his personal job. Um, Uh, But I'm looking at that. But then I'm I'm also looking at the buyout market, who are going to be the guys that teams are going to, you know, buy out. Uh, Wes Matthews is going to be on that list. Mm. Um, You know, um, Robin Lopez might be a guy as well. The Warriors have been really interested in getting him. Um, Who are they you know, interested in getting right now? The, Good lord! 
You know, uh, they, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for to hear like they're gonna get mellow or something. Mellow is signed with the Warriors. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, Carmelo is another interesting piece. I think after the trades kind of die out. I mean, if if the Lakers make this trade and trade everybody, including Dr. Jerry Buss's bones, um, <laughs> they're gonna need, <laughs> they're gonna need warm bodies. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, Magic might have to suit up here soon in a minute if they keep tra- oh, the, the, the trades look like they looking. Him and Brian Shock will have to place it up <laughs> real quick. Get Luke up there, <laughs> player Mark coach Ma- Mark Madsen, Shaq over there rubbing icy hot in his knees, trying to come back. Get Chris Mim, Samaki Walker, let's do it. Uh, so yeah, that's funny. Um, it, uh, that's going to be the big deal, um, you know. Whether the, the Davis deal, I, if the Davis deal doesn't happen now, I don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to get him later. So I know they're mm. going to do everything they can. Um, everything I've heard, I still don't think it's enough. Give him everything. Give him, give him stock in the Staples Center. Give him a house on a mountain. I don't know. Just give him everything. AD and LeBron is worth it. Trust me. Man. Trust me. The last the last news I heard, they offered four young guys yep. a couple like picks and somebody else. I can't remember who, but it's just like, come on, how, how much more can they afford to give? They they offered two first rounders, Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Rondo, Lance, and Beasley. Which I know those those last three don't really leave anything to be desired, but it's still like gosh. Have it all. Have it all. Man. We'll give you Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Who else? <laughs> Who else you want? Andre Ingram. You can yeah. shoot. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Kobe. What we'll give you Kobe. You can have Kobe, Bryant. <clears throat> so yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. I think Thursday is going to be a crazy day. Um, even if it's not the big deal, so I think there's going to be quite a few little ones um, that are going to make teams a little bit more interesting. Kemba Walker, I would love to see him go somewhere else, but the All-Star game's in Charlotte, and they're not trading him before the All-Star game. That would be insane. Uh, yeah. I just I just want mercy. And for them to trade that man so we can Do see it. him on the stage that he belongs. Absolutely. Because Charlotte is not a good team at all. Well, we are nearing the end of our show today, and you know how we like to end it. It's with our parting words. So, International Ian, give us your parting words for tonight. Uh, I want to shout out. Now, LeBron did a terrible. He did a terrible job of this. Uh, Luka Doncic, he he actually did a little bit better. I love the fact that NBA players are all trying out the James Harden step back. It's my new favorite thing. I wanted. I want to see a challenge. I want to see this go viral on Instagram. Everybody do the Harden. Everyone travel. And I want to see everyone every, just travel. Yes, I want to see everybody do the double and or triple step back, uh, their best rendition. Um, it's yeah, LeBron's is awful. I hope he's working on that while he's getting that growing together. Um, but yeah, Pause. it's it's the entertainment that I believe that we need in this NBA with all the turmoil of trades and such. Everybody needs to travel more. Let's go. Mm. That was illuminating. Thank you, Keith, sir. Give us your parting words for tonight. I want to give a shout out to Rex Burkhead, who has found his uh, the secret 
that when you are with the Bengals, you leave and you go join the Patriots and you will win a title. You just ask Corey Dillon. You ask, uh, I mean, I don't know who else. Maybe not Chad Johnson. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you just leave and you go there and you're going to win. I mean, can you guys believe this? Jeremy freaking Hill, who coughed up our playoff victory against the Steelers a few years ago, is now a Super Bowl champion. Him and Rex Burkett, both. It's unbelievable. But I am happy for Rex. Uh, you know, um, went to a team that could use him the way, you know, he should be used. And uh, he got a ring. And, um, yeah. And, of course, shout out to Zach Taylor. Welcome to Cincinnati. We are excited. Um, we don't even know what to expect, but anything is better than Marvin Lewis and his mediocrity. So welcome. Let's get to work. Get your coaching staff together. And uh, we hope that you can bring us one playoff victory. See, I'm not asking for much. Just one. Start us off with one and we can go from there. Thank you very much. Just one. My parting words. I'm going to go to one of the greatest pass rushers to ever do it. That is one Tar Heel, Julius Peppers, um, who announced his retirement um, this, I believe it was last week, um, leaving in the top five in sacks all time. Um, an incredible athlete who played both college football and college basketball at a high level. Um and a guy who just was ageless, he, even in these okay. last couple years, was able to really be a productive player. Did it the right way. Always a great teammate. Um, so shout out to him on a great career. Excited to see what he'll be doing next. Uh, but definitely we miss, we'll miss seeing Julius Peppers suiting up for the Carolina Panthers. Also shout out to the 2019 Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame class. A really good group of guys. Um, excited about seeing those guys going into Canton uh, this year. Yes, sir. And that is our show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the 3 1 podcast from Cleveland, Ohio. It's international. Ian Lamont Morgan. Jetty got snubbed for the All Star game. And in Cincinnati, it's Keith Turner Jr. Was it ever okay to cry about getting on the All Star team <laughs> or not? Oh, Just asking no. the question. No tears. No tears. No. No. <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. You've been listening to the 3 in 1 podcast. We'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.